0: What's up y'all? It's Patrick.
1: Hey loves, it's Patricia.
0: We live two different lives in two different life stages.
1: Yes, but we are passionate about our faith, our fitness, and our crazy loving family.
0: We are siblings and And this this is our story. story. Hey, everyone. Um, This is either going to be a good podcast, (laughs) hopefully it is, or just like totally dysfunctional. We're not really sure. Typically, we have notes and we plan and we just felt like with this topic, it was really, really important to let God kind of work in and through us and in and through our life story and Mm -hmm. really just capture more of the raw emotion. We felt that that was more important than being organized (laughs) in this instance. Um, so this week we're going to be talking about, uh, our experience with, um, growing up and divorce and how it impacted our lives. Um, but before we jump in, um, I think we're both feeling a little bit anxious. anxious that's a combination of yeah. i mean just it being a difficult subject on top of um, being less prepared on purpose than we normally are right um, so we just want to take a second to pray really quick and just ask god to just guide us through this <clears throat> father uh, you are awesome uh, mm-hmm. we thank you for being our perfect father uh, we thank you for always being there for us We pray that uh, you would help us to um, speak life and light, that um, our stories would glorify you, uh, not ourselves, not anyone else. Uh, Lord, our goal is to uh, be filled and fueled by your love um, and not by uh, opinions of the world or. Confusion or distortion by the enemy. Uh, We just pray that you would give us clarity, and simplicity, and purity, uh, and beauty in this moment. In the name of your Son Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Yeah. So this uh, topic has been on our list, (laughs) like at the top of our list for a while. Hmm, A little bit. We just like skipped over it and skipped over it. Wasn't there. What? (laughs)
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: So and now it's but like here we well. are. <laughs> still haven't talked about divorce, so So <laughs> Guess we're gonna do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just not it's not fun. Um mm-hmm. but I think, you know, it doesn't have to not be. So Right. Uh I but. think it's important to kinda of just out of the gate talk about Again, our goal is to um, talk about our life experience, right? So I recognize that I am a a flawed human um, born with sin. And my view, right, my understanding of a situation is not perfect and not necessarily correct. Uh, My viewpoint, my lens is different than your lens. Uh, My lens is different than our parents' lens. Um, So it's less about... Um, right or wrong or anything of, of that nature and more okay. so we we want to take this opportunity to just put our um, our raw emotion on the table yes. um, hopefully to encourage you guys that um, God really can and does work in and through all things as confusing as it might feel in the moment mm-hmm. um, so that's what we're going to talk about we're going to talk about our experience yeah. Early on, like in the heat of it, like as my mm-hmm. um, parents were getting divorced and our experience through that. And then we're going to talk about um, where we are today yeah, and things that um, happened along the way in our family and things mm-hmm. that God did along the way to uh, to just bring us where we are today.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Do you want me to start off with me,
0: hmm. or like
1: my experience or my start? Yeah, um, sure. I don't know. This is so strange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna be serious. It's really, it's um, I don't know why. I mean, I was definitely more nervous before you started praying, and now I'm not as nervous. Like mm-hmm. my heart was really beating fast, and now it's not. Yeah. So clearly, yeah. God is present. Um. Mm-hmm but so it's so strange because after we talked about this mind you we literally talked about this at what like six Mm o'clock yeah and ever since then i was like okay instant prayer like
0: (laughs) right what am i gonna say i have no
1: idea or just like trying to like remember you know yeah um and I feel like it's very hard for me to remember um, just like I, I, I would say like before mom telling me like they're getting a divorce and I think it has a lot to do with um, me being the baby mm-hmm. of the family and mm-hmm. um, and being shadowed from a lot of things Mm -hmm. um i mean i i really don't even like thinking about i don't really remember them fighting ever or anything like that um but i remember the day mom sat me down on the couch and told me they were getting a divorce Mm -hmm. and after that um i remember running upstairs and slamming the door which is Mm -hmm. something that I did very often during those days. (laughs) Yes, Yes, you did.
0: Surprised you had a door at this point.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Or I'd slam both the doors. I'd go through the bathroom, slam the door, into Mm -hmm. my room, slam the door. So, um, yeah, I was a brat. Uh, I was very emotional, and I still am. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And, but I think... I just didn't understand so I was so angry and I Mm -hmm. would just I just held in all my emotions and feelings and I would just go into my room and cry and whatever but I think it's because I just didn't I didn't understand I did I was like what what is happening Mm -hmm. you know so I feel like that's how I viewed it and then from there um there was a lot of me rebelling
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and me I don't know just being a brat like me and mom fighting for no reason and my reason Mm -hmm. was because you know to me it was like you know our family is not together anymore our family is split Mm -hmm. up like you know where do we go from here Mm -hmm. um so that's how I like that's what I remember yeah from that time i don't know what about you i know yours is you you took the brunt of a lot of things so we're
0: uh, such a weird mix of such a weird mix of emotions um Mm -hmm. i think in initial stages um it's weird to say but i learned so much about myself um, I think that this, this part of my life is where God really started to become the most tangible. Cause I, mm-hmm. at that point, like I just didn't know, I was angry, but I didn't really know why. So, you know, you, it's almost like you find a target to be angry at. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it was justified for anyone. Um, right. I just, I just, just not knowing how to process it. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of, um, my natural protectionist habits developed at this point in my life. Um, and also, I mean, just the process of, it was almost like Jekyll and Hyde, like the process mm-hmm. of turning to God in a very tangible way began at this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause I had to look beyond myself. I mean, this, it just shook I guess like my core like my identity i didn't understand because just for lots of different reasons i just didn't understand um and not knowing what to do kind of forced me to turn somewhere Mm -hmm. and that somewhere uh thankfully um most of the time was god Um, when we were at home the danger Mm -hmm. really came for me so i think at home i was processing the need to be the need to protect you primarily Mm -hmm. and that guided me towards healthier avenues for my anger or my frustration, not anger, my frustration. Mm -hmm. So my confusion and frustration in that environment went towards, um, trying to set a good example and just like asking God to help me and cry, obviously crying a lot. Um, I remember sitting in my closet, just crying and mostly out of confusion, Mm -hmm. um, and I hid that, I mean, pretty much a hundred percent. I really yeah. didn't yeah. like I never cried like out in the open Mm-mm. about it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did a lot in my closet, in my room. I remember, um, and that was somewhat healthy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was spending time with God and then I think where I really struggled that, the, the Jekyll and Hyde thing was outside of the house, away from family. Um, I really started to rebel. Um, I pulled away from a lot of um, friendships, or just the way I acted, and a lot of relationships changed outside of our family. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really where, like, I just started to. I mean grades and um conduct, like things like that weren't mm-hmm. great at this point. Mm-hmm. Um and I think a lot of that was just I was like kind of overcorrecting, like I was trying to be too good at home and like kinda of was like a fake it till you make it mm-hmm. kind of thing at home. And then the only thing left outside of home was Right. You know, it was like the the release valve of all mm-hmm. the mess. Um, So that's what I really remember the most was just the dichotomy of um, feeling pressured to kind of keep it together at home and then doing the complete opposite outside of home. Um, But thankfully, you know, it didn't get too crazy. Like I never got to a point where I was into like, you know, drugs or anything like that. And I think a lot of that was honestly the just the time that I was at home was anchored on, God, I I don't know what to do, and I need help getting through this. Um, I ended up volunteering at church after, what, six, eight, maybe six months to a year afterwards, and again, that was just kind of like, so our home church at the time was uh, 12 stone, and I always say that it was just a catalyst in my life Mm -hmm. uh, through high school and early college, just because when i felt myself when i felt my boat rocking yeah it was just a place that provided a foundation and settled my soul and gave me peace that i needed uh, in a time where i didn't really feel like i had it Um, not to say that people weren't offering it to me i mean i feel like you know mom and dad both tried to like provide me with guidance and um i just was in a state like i just wasn't hearing i didn't want to hear (laughs) right (laughs) what was being said to me yeah unfortunately so Mm -hmm. uh, something i learned from that experience is that really anger and rebellion just really isn't any kind of constructive solution yeah to any problem um it's like You know, the enemy tells us someone does you wrong, you know, it's an eye for an eye or, you know, if someone treats me poorly, I should treat them poorly in return or even worse um, to stand my ground and all these types of things. And it's just like, you know, rebellion and anger. It's like drinking poisons in hopes that you'll feel better. And yeah, that ain't going to work.
1: Yeah, I think this is. I mean, I'm I if I'm not mistaken, we were I think I was what like 13, 14? Mhm. Is that right?
0: I think so. I mean, somewhere, I mean, plus yeah, or minus a couple year. of years. Yeah. Yeah. i to mm-hmm. say like
1: preteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think that's when a lot of my uh emotions I started to really kind of harbor. Mhm. Um and not talk about them and uh i did a lot of like thinking in my room by myself Mm -hmm. and not really knowing how to express my feelings Mm -hmm. outside of me yeah and so it was a lot of like crying and screaming and stomping and whatever i did Mm -hmm. um and I think that, uh, I don't know, that it's like, yes, I get, like, I'm a teenage girl at the time, but I also knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. and then Kyle um, came into the picture, not, I mean, I don't know exactly when, but obviously, once Kyle came into the picture, um, I was very mean to him
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um and i blamed a lot on him even though he had nothing to do with it <laughs> mm-hmm. but just i to find a target right right so and we've had so many talks about it and um now growing up and realizing like it's just crazy how much you grow from that that experience Mm -hmm. um because it taught me so much um and it showed me i don't know a side of like like it's okay to have those emotions and have those feelings but it's also like my responsibility to say like i'm sorry like i'm sorry for Mm -hmm. acting like that i'm sorry for being that way yeah um So, and then that's when aunt, um, aunt Liz and uncle Paul invited us to Mm -hmm. come to church with them, which I feel like was such a crucial, like turn Mm -hmm. in having that, um, consistency was really nice.
0: Yeah. Provided stability. We definitely, we definitely needed and, um, kind of to your point, I mean, it's, you learn i mean it's not the, it's obviously not a fun way to learn right. about right. yourself mm-hmm. but when it kind of shook my identity it made me think about okay well who am i now like i the world i've known has changed right so yeah my immediate reaction was like okay who am i in this new world yeah um And as I started to process that new identity, like, sure, it wasn't fun. But at the same time, it started like turning the gears that plus, you know, starting going to 12 stone and being in some of those environments really got the wheels turning prior to going to Mm -hmm. college. Like, okay, I need to figure out how to process life and process my identity on my own, apart from Mm -hmm. who my dad has taught me to be, apart from who my mother's taught me to be which I'm super thankful for all the lessons that they taught me. But we all as children, um, you know, the goal of parenting is, you know, not for, I don't want Harper to just do everything I tell her to do. I want her to get to a point where she processes things on her own. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's the same way that God gives us free will to make our own decisions and hopefully choose him. You i learned very early on that i had to process life mm. and i couldn't just take it for what it was like i couldn't just let people push me through it at some right. point i had to start navigating mm. um and defining okay i'm gonna be you know i want to be about these specific things like what character traits were important to me um not that i held up to them when i went up to went off to college in every instance <laughs> mm-hmm. but at least you know the thought process of morality and moral, moral fiber uh, was right. presented to me very early on and the importance of it relative to not only the impact on my life but the impact on your life also I think it's helped me as a father and in many areas just a leader in general thinking about um, the importance of character the importance of um moral fiber and a lot of that i learned um from kyle as much as i was not i was super uh cautious no i wasn't cautious i was rude (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) i would love to say i was cautious but i was rude um but i learned that you know i learned there are patient people out there. There are people willing to invest in you when you don't deserve it. Mm. Um, And mom, you know, I mean, I was not a good kid in many ways to her. Mm -hmm. And that taught me a lot about unconditional love. So Mm -hmm. when I started thinking about um, when I, you know, went off to college, I start hearing about the concept of a relationship with God Um, That's about the relationship, not, you know, yeses and noes and doing, not doing. But this relationship-based theology, the concept of unconditional love was not foreign to me. Like, I had a great picture of what that was. It made perfect sense to me. I had, you know, physical examples of people who loved me when I was not nice to them for an extended period of time. Um, So that helped me in a lot of ways.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's so good um so how do you feel like transitioning from our past and then going through our lives and where we are now um how has that um helped guide us
0: um There were, there were many times where like I would be in the closet and I'm crying. And the the biggest thing was just like, I never, I never like questioned if God was there. Um, Mm. I was mad at him a lot of times, but I would often just say to myself, like, God, there is no way that you can fix this. And the biggest life lesson that I got out of all of it was that he honestly can so did he bring our parents together again or something like that no but he was able to repair relationships and Mm. uh, bring restoration bring redemption um, that i didn't engineer on my own so i didn't do something super nice for the people around me to all of a sudden bring this restoration Like I, I learned that God is fully capable of bringing restoration through his power without the need of any of my own doing, which is incredibly powerful. Um, just as far as, you know, my prayer life now and the way I approach career and the way that I approach, um, being a parent. Right. So, so much of it is, you know, I don't, I don't want to be ashamed. I don't want to not show my kids the messy stuff. Not because I want them to see me be awful and be a bad dad and all that kind of stuff, but because I want them to understand even when it looks like it can't be fixed, God can fix it. Right? Even when Mm, it looks like there's no way that something positive can come out of this, Mm -hmm. God can do that right there's yeah. never an impossible for him um and i just want them to learn that there is no like impossible is not in god's vocabulary
1: mm that's good what about yeah. you um i was trying to think about this and how cuz there's just so much there's so much good that um came from it and just like when I think about mom's happiness and then when I think about mm-hmm. how much Kyle has taught us and I would mm-hmm. not be the person I am today or sharing any sort of emotion if it wasn't for Kyle <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or, right. you know, him, like, you know, no, we're going to talk about it kind of thing. Um, or just even like me and, dad's relationship like it's like even like this is a story i I can think of right now um like after mom and dad got a divorce or whatever and um we would go over to dad's Mm -hmm. and it was almost like i would still act like that little girl with him Mm -hmm. like i wouldn't wear like tight clothes or like Mm -hmm. (laughs) all this stuff and then But then when I'd like come back, I don't know. It's just so strange. Like it's like I almost had these like two personalities in a sense for a while mm-hmm. until like, but it, I mean, me and dad, our relationship is so much stronger because mm-hmm. of it. And I think everybody's relationship is so much stronger be- because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes me think of that and just obviously, like you said, one-on-one relationship with Um, God definitely started around that time, Mm -hmm. like starting to venture and I mean, going to church Mm -hmm. and, um, there were some times where I felt alone, even though I wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, because I had family, but like in my head, I felt alone. Mm -hmm. And so that was the time, you know, I would reach out to God in Mm -hmm. those times. So I don't know. It's just so crazy how it's like this happened, but I wouldn't be the person that I am today without it. I don't feel like I would be um, just even at work, like you said, or with friends Mm -hmm. or anything like my relationships would be completely different or like my drive would be different because Mm -hmm. in a way we both had to grow up a little bit i feel Mm -hmm. like um you more so than me because you were like you protected me a lot um but and i also think that's why our relationship is so close too i think it has a lot to do with it um Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but i don't know i just think it it helped build like this person in me that knew that like you can get through this you can overcome Mm-hmm. Y- you know you can get to the other side and you know and it can be even better if that makes any yeah. sense <laughs> yeah no, it does i mean
0: that that's the heart of the redemption story that the bible yeah. tells us, yeah, it's not about your ability to get it right or mm-hmm. how much you get it wrong right it's really irrelevant to the equation um, mm-hmm. the equation is Jesus equals salvation, like there's no other part of that equation and that's the most amazing part of the story is like somehow as crazy as it seems and um as much as it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. um there can be or there is often restoration uh undeserved restoration. Well, I guess there's always undeserved restoration, uh, speaking to just life in general and, and sin. And that's the biggest, that's what I want, um, my kids to be able to come away with and to be Mm -hmm. able to understand like daddy's not perfect. Um, but I know who is, and I, I don't want you to ever put all your eggs in the basket of, uh, your identity should never be in me. I'm a terrible place to put your identity. Right, your mm-hmm. identity shouldn't be in our family. Like yeah. all of these things deteriorate. Like I eventually die. I mean, put it somewhere that lasts forever, and you know you're you're not defined, right? You can never be mm-hmm. defined um, by something that's temporary, right? Right. If you I- have a soul that's eternal. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and you have circumstances that are temporary. Mm -hmm. Your circumstances cannot define something eternal. So it's just a matter of understanding that and processing circumstances as circumstances and eternity as eternity. Um, And remembering that whether God changes circumstances or not, Mm -hmm. they don't define you. Right. Circumstances will never define you. Eternity always will. Sorry. What?
1: I swear I just heard a be in my room. And I was about to be. <laughs> I was about to leave this podcast. I'm sorry. I know you're being really serious, but I was like, I hear a buzz. You're
0: about to get stung.
1: What is happening?
0: <laughs> Do you see it?
1: <gasps> no, I hear it, though nope Mm. i don't do i don't do i don't do bugs no bugs nope don't do them
0: sometimes i do uh regret i will say that i regret Mm not um i regret sheltering you so much i think there was opportunities for me to have maybe given a little bit more information um Mm -hmm as you got older and, um, share, even sharing my experience. Right. So right. a key takeaway there is like, I don't, I don't want to hold back with mm. my kids. God yeah. forbid I, you know, I get fired one day or I feel like less of a man or emasculated or whatever, for whatever reason. Um, right. I really don't want to hold back, uh, simply because the ultimate lesson is, you know, Your circumstances never define you. Your Mm -hmm. creator, your creator defines you. And he says you're awesome. He says you're amazing. He says he loves you. The rest Mm. of the stuff is temporary. And it's important to remember that in moments of divorce, in moments of fear, in moments of trepidation that, you know, think of it like, you know, you're on a plane. Right, if you close your eyes and you're on a plane, you experience turbulence. Mm. You, there's immediate fear, right? Mm. What might happen? Um, Chaos. (laughs) Uh, Stuff drops out of the ceiling. People are putting on masks for air and oxygen, and pilots are coming over the speakers and screaming, and some kids in the back corner and screaming, and it's just. In those moments, we have to remember that in that circumstance, what defines us is not the turbulence or the chaos or our name or whether or not we survive that incident or survive that circumstance. What defines us is that our eternity is found in a place that will never experience turbulence. And we have to remember that as we go through difficult seasons of life whether that's divorce or whatever it is for you
1: yeah um I think it just makes me think of like Ashlyn and Ryan (laughs) (laughs) What? and how they (laughs) like we want to talk about all emotions all the time
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I just Ashlyn's like what do you want to talk about and I'm like you don't want to know. It's <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I'm over here in the ocean. Nations like in the right. kiddie pool. Like, Let's hang out. I'm like, okay. Are you sure? <laughs> oh, man. But I, I mean, we need that. I need someone to drag me in the kiddie pool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to just let me be present and mm. experience life and not talk about heavy stuff all the time. Yes. I need I need that too, yeah, for sure,
1: yep, mm-hmm. they do. they bring us back to like, okay, can we go back to floating and yes,
0: <laughs> yes, super thankful, super, super mm-hmm. thankful for that, and I know yeah. it's impacted the way that I approach my marriage, big time, yeah, um, some positive, some negative, I've definitely brought in baggage of debt, especially the biggest one's been parenting, like I mm-hmm. have brought so much fear into the idea of being a dad um, centered around that experience not because I should have not because of anything dad did or anything anybody did it's just I it was a fear unlike identity and all those different crisis crises is that a word I don't know that we've been talking about I did process I never processed like the fear that the fear of being a father, the fear mm-hmm. that I would be terrible at it. Um, and I mean, I'm, I still am struggling with processing that. Um, mm-hmm. So it does still have an impact on me today. Um, but like yeah. you said, I wouldn't change it. Right. It made me who I am. It brought me to the place I am today where God has me today. And I'm thankful for that. Is there anything you feel like is still... I guess to kind of wrap up, is there anything yeah. today that still can be somewhat difficult?
1: Mm. Um, uh, I mean, I'm still an emotional person, so mm-hmm. <laughs> there's that. But I think I do, I'm doing better at not wanting to instantly run away Mm -hmm. um because i think that's where i would want to go because it's just the easiest for me um but learning to sit sit in it and feel it and process it yeah i mean that's what you're doing
0: right now this is like Mm -hmm. the complete opposite of running away right so that's awesome yeah and i
1: don't like it at all but yeah yeah it's not easy but but growth is good
0: it's growth is good (laughs) growth often is not easy i think the really the only thing that's still difficult i would say is probably just the holidays just because especially with kids i feel like there's never enough time to like be everywhere and see everyone Mm. um Mm. which isn't ideal but you know i'm often reminded um you know it could be the complete opposite of that could have hardly any family to visit so right you know just a matter of keeping things in perspective um and i guess to wrap it up just remembering uh through whatever tough situation you're experiencing yeah um it's a situation it doesn't define you mm-hmm. uh and your creator does so just try and uh focus on that um as you not only encounter difficult things, but as you process afterwards, what those, how the impact those difficult things have had on you, uh, the consistent or the, uh, the one thing that hasn't varied is, uh, the fact that your father in heaven created you and he Mm -hmm. loves you. Um, and he wants to see you thrive through it all.
1: Way to wrap it up. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> wise words of patrick try, always try I'm telling I you a, always I you get stung
0: by a bee in the in uh, your room right now i just gave <laughs>
1: you a compliment thank you very much <laughs> <Bzzz>. <laughs> mm. i'm hoping that it's not in my room so we're just gonna pretend i'm just gonna cl- shut the lights off and leave and maybe it'll die run away that's what i'm hoping run away yep but in but all seriousness, all right.
0: we love you guys. We hope uh, we this do. is encouraging. Um, it was a heavier one than some others, but uh, I feel like a necessary one. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully that that's it. I got yeah. nothing else.
1: Nope. All right. Well, we will see you guys uh, next week, and we hope you have a wonderful, blessed morning, day, night, whatever time it is. See ya. Bye.
0: If you liked this episode, I'm gonna need you to do all the stuff that my sister is about to talk about.
1: If you guys would love to spend more time with us, go ahead and please subscribe and rate our podcast. And if you wanna connect with us and do this thing called life together, follow us on Instagram, connect.patrick.patricia, and we can't wait to hear from you soon.
0: Men, remember meek is strong.
1: And ladies, be your true self.
0: Have a great week.